Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Orange Shoe Podcast and another episode of Ask Your Trainer. Today, you guys are going to be introduced to Ryan and Mallory from Orange Shoe Downtown as we uh, answer questions submitted by their clients. But before we hop into the episode, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Is your nutrition preventing you from reaching your goals? Do you enjoy eating healthy, but don't enjoy or have the time for all the prep work? If so, then I highly recommend checking out Lean Feast. Lean Feast is the premier meal prep service in the Madison area. They take out all the guesswork and provide you with quick, healthy meals on your schedule. The best part, you get to choose what goes into your meal and how many you purchase. Let's say you struggle with eating healthy lunches during the work week. Then you could go there, purchase five lunches, and eliminate that struggle. The meals take three minutes to warm up via microwave or stovetop, and then they are ready to eat. Season with your favorite spices to add your own little flair. Gone are the days of running to the drive-thru or skipping meals altogether because you failed to plan. Head over to Lean Feast today and use promo code OSPODCAST for 10% off every order. You will not regret this decision. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Orange Shoe Podcast. Today I am at uh, the Orange Shoe downtown Madison location. We got Mallory and Ryan with us for another episode of Ask Your Trainer. What's up guys? Not much, looking forward to a weekend ahead of Yeah, beautiful weekend, right? Today is what, October 19th, 20th? 21st. 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 Wow, I'm way off. So 21st, as you guys all know, you'll probably be listening to this on the 27th or 28th. Um, it's 72 degrees and beautiful out. So we're all enjoying the beautiful weather today. Um, and I hope you guys are getting out and enjoying it as well. Um, with that, so like we said, we're back with our Ask Your Trainer. And we got Mallory and Ryan. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and just start buzzing through some of these great questions you guys got from your clients. So it should be fun. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Yep, I Mallory's am. first podcast, right? Yes, it is. Ryan's first podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, here we go. Some newbies in the podcast world. Let's get it. All right. So the first question, let's go ahead and we'll start with Ryan with this one. Um, what brings you the most satisfaction when working with clients? I would say once you've been working with a client for a while, um, when you get past the, the physical goals, and we talk more of like the mental and emotional benefits the exercise can have, and hearing how that impacts their life, impacts their family life, impacts their confidence outside of the gym, that's what I find really rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bigger than just the initial weight loss goal or the strength yeah. goal. It's like, that is like the, that's like the surface level stuff, and once mm -hmm. you kind of dive a little bit deeper. And yeah. we, we say in the gym industry too, like the reasons people come to us, there's a whole bunch of different reasons. Sometimes it's an event or weight loss or whatever. Um, but what they stay for is the relationship that you mm -hmm. build with the client and the trust that you develop with them. Um, so for me, that's what I find most satisfying, most rewarding is be able to help these people live a better version of themselves, better life outside of the gym and not just related to just strictly numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how about you, Mallory? Because I know you, you came from the yoga field. You were a yoga instructor, and then you joined. I, I'd heard a little bit of your story. You became a client of Orange Shoe, and then you're like, man, like, I love this so much. And you became a trainer, and now you know, you're here at the, the downtown location. Um, yeah, what has been your, like, what, what, what's the most satisfying thing for you in working with clients? For me, I really love working with new people, people that are brand new to the gym, that are terrified to try, you know, the barbell or to pick up weights um, who don't know like any of the moves that we're about to do. And I love working with them and seeing their progress because I was definitely one of those people about it's like 10 years ago. I had no idea 
like what to do in a gym. And so I wish I had someone that really walked me through and I didn't find it until I started coming to Orange Shoes. So I really like giving back in that way and helping people who have no or little confidence in the gym and helping them really feel confident and feel like they are making progress and that they can do all the things that are scary. Mm -hmm. I love that one because there's a lot of people that don't go to a gym just for that one simple thing of just the fear, mm -hmm. the fear of not knowing. And I think that's such the value of personal training, right? There's a lot of gyms where, yeah, you can go and, and the membership rate is super cheap, $9.99, like $9 a month or whatever, but you actually got to walk in the door. And then when you get in there, you got to know how to use all that equipment. And that's really exactly. scary. And then you just end up riding an elliptical. And then that's just ultimately not going to be fun after a while. And then you're not going to get those results. And um, I think for me, the most satisfying thing is just kind of like breaking down a lot of like the myths and um, just like just false beliefs around working out or maybe like helping people get a better relationship with working out. I feel like a lot of times we, you and you work with people that um, either haven't worked out or they're coming coming to you from a long history of working out, but at just a lot of different gyms or a lot of different uh, types of working out, they kind of come in with maybe a lot of like just misconceptions or their whole life they've been told to just like grind, 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 work hard, work hard, work hard, but that's just led them through a constant like, I feel good for a little bit, but now I'm injured for six months and then I feel good for a little bit and now I'm injured for three months and realizing that health and fitness is a lifelong thing. It's not a short period of time thing. And that when you start looking at fitness as a lifelong thing, you can, you can approach it in such a different manner. That's going to lead to you not running into so many injuries, but also like just enjoying the process and not, not hating working out. You know, like I think every day the, the staple of whether you had a good workout or not was asking yourself the question, did I enjoy what I just did? Not whether did I, was I laying on the ground panting or was I like, are my muscles burning or did I throw up in the bushes when I left? Like, that's not a sign of a good workout. It's like, did I enjoy it? Because if you enjoyed it, you're going to come back. And if you come back, you're going to be consistent and then you're going to get a ton of results. So I think that's, um, I think that's a big uh, thing that I really like is just getting people to um, have a better relationship with, um, with health and wellness and working out. Next question here, we'll have Mallory take this one as the lead. What is your least favorite exercise to perform? <laughs> <laughs> I think all my clients know this one. It's a renegade row. Oh, wow. I, okay. It always hurts my hands with the dumbbells, oh, but I, yeah, yeah. I did find um, a solution to use a yoga block. So mm -hmm. I use when my hand that's down on the ground. I'll put a yoga block there and then use the dumbbell in the other hand and just mm -hmm. do one side and then the other side. But mm -hmm. whenever I see them on the list or I have to demo them, I'm always just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. How about you, Ryan? Um, in terms of forms of exercise, it'd be definitely the aerobic endurance mm -hmm. exercise. So like... Uh, the steady state runs, things like that. I love to hike. Mm -hmm. So like I try to, to branch out in my own form of that, but um, I come from a background of football, wrestling, rugby, intense effort, quick recovery, intense effort, quick recovery. Um, so I've kind of tailored myself towards that approach, but I think it's probably because I'm also just found that I've been better at that. So I enjoy that. Um, but when it comes to things that are boring to me or just mm -hmm. don't have as much stimulus um the endurance sports definitely are like things that i have to push myself to do that i don't want to do mm -hmm. um and i try to find useful little tricks maybe it's like an engaging podcast that i listen to while i do that um to distract myself mm -hmm. 
And that's the great thing about fitness, especially if you're somebody who's just trying to live a nice, long, healthy life and you don't have any specific crazy goals or something you're training for, is that you can be picky with what you do when you work out. And, you know, Ryan not liking endurance stuff, that's fine. Like, in order to live a long, healthy life, he doesn't have to run 5Ks and marathons. Yep. He can do what he's doing, and then because he enjoys it, he keeps doing it, and that's why he's going to stay healthy. Does he, every once in a while, maybe go for something long? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you know it's important to train that energy system, but it's not, he doesn't have to live there. And it's kind of like me. Like, I don't, I don't typically like going for a run. But every once in a while, I'll find myself like a beautiful day like this outside where I just get that itch to be outside. And I'm like, you know, I'll go for a little run. I'll go for something a little bit longer that I typically won't just go do myself. Um, but yeah, like that's the great thing about fitness is that the kind of like that question I just kind of posed a little bit earlier. Everyone asking themselves like, did I enjoy what I just did? And we've had clients come in that tell me they don't want to do specific exercises. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I don't need to make you do burpees. Like, if you really don't like them and us, like, we've had a client tell us, like, if you make me do burpees, I will quit the gym. Like, I don't want to do them. Like, I don't, like, all these other gyms have made me do them. And they tell me all these great benefits from them. And I'm like, well, no, like, yeah, burpees great and all, but there's not any, it doesn't get you any more benefit than not doing them, right? Like, you could do so many other things. Um, that your fitness can be what you want it to be. And as long as you're enjoying it, you're going to continue doing it. And for me, I think it ebbs and flows. I think for me, it's kind of like in the moment, what am I doing that is making me hurt really bad? So one moment, if I have like thrusters in my workout, every time I get back to those thrusters, I might be like, damn it. I got to pick that bar back up again. Or I got to grab those dumbbells and do thrusters. Like I don't want to do them. So sometimes for me, it's very like in the moment, what do I hate right now that is causing me pain? Um, but I'm like one of those weird people who like, if something hurts, I, I'm like, I want to do it more because I'm like, if it hurts and I don't like it, it's like a mental challenge for me. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to do it until I do, I do like it. Um, but there are definitely some movements that I won't do unless, um, I'm either forced to, or I feel like I need to because I haven't, I've shied away from them for three months. I would also say, um, once you get into the exercise, like actually into the run or into whatever you're dreading or think you don't like, you tend to find it sometimes it's easier. Mm -hmm. Like just getting past the barrier to get started into it. Like, you know, the first minute or two of the run, I hate, mm -hmm. right? But I'm 10 minutes in and I'm like, okay, my heart rate's kind of steadied out here. You get those endorphins uh, you going. You get the endorphins going and, you know, um, don't have any side aches yet or anything like that. <laughs> so then you're like, oh yeah, this, this feels great. I got some sunlight on me too. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge benefit of actually. And then, you know, how many, how many people have you guys all worked with that when they first walk in the door, they're like, oh, this is the last thing I want to be doing right now. And then they finish the workout. They're giving you a high five and they're like, oh, I feel so great. Yeah. All you the know, time. yeah, all the time. Right. <laughs> all that, the time. And I, that happens to me. Like yeah. there's days where I don't want to work out. And Kelly always asks me, what would future Tom thank you for? And she's like, would future Tom tonight at eight o'clock be glad that he got a workout in? And I'm like, yeah, probably. She's like, then go. And then, you know, once you start, you're going to be, you're going to, you know, feel great. And then you're probably going to work out longer than you thought you were going to. And that's usually what happens the majority of the time. It's like, once you get going, you, you feel pretty good. You feel pretty good. All right. Next question here. So it says mornings are best for me to work out. Um, I love that because it is true for most people owning the morning is probably the best time to work out because you're not getting those work emails and last minute meetings popping up. Um, but mornings are best for me to work out. How much and what would be beneficial to eat or drink? Feel free to either, either, either one of you can. Yeah, I'll chime into this because I'm a morning trainer. Um, <laughs> so I see lots of, lots of clients in the morning. In terms of what you're gonna eat before your workout, it, it does depend a bit at like what time of the morning we're talking about. Are we talking about 
5 a.m., 5.30 a.m.? Or are we talking about like 8 a.m., 9 a.m.? Like what's your normal nighttime routine? Like when do you usually go to bed? When do you usually wake up? If you're a person that can wake up at 4 a.m. and feel pretty lively and then you can go cook yourself a breakfast and get into the gym by 6, you still have like a normal spacing for your routine, you know, then maybe you would make an egg or something like that mm-hmm. or a little bit of oatmeal that you did overnight. Um, if you're somebody that you jump out of bed, bed at the alarm and you <laughs> rush to get in here, uh, maybe we think about something that's a little bit convenient that you can do on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just like a, a few nuts, some dried fruit. Um, that's generally what I'd recommend. I'd say the big thing that with the morning clients that I would like to stress is the hydration mm-hmm. at night. Um, if you're a morning client and you're going to work out early in the morning, let's make sure that you have a full glass of water before you go to sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Um, it might mean you have to wake up and go to the bathroom, but it'd be, I'd rather you be hydrated for a workout. Um, that's just going to help your connective tissue move a lot easier. Um, and you're just gonna be a lot more efficient in the workout. Otherwise you're going to come in and you're going to be feeling very stiff mm-hmm. when you wake up. Cause you just been not active for hopefully six to eight hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and fasting, not yeah, drinking and, and or fasting, eating. Right. Um, sometimes I would recommend like, uh, some type of drink with a little bit of carbs in it mm-hmm. in the morning um, too, just to, to give you a little bit of energy. You know, your blood glucose is going to mm-hmm. be a little bit lower being fasted all night as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like to say like, you know, and at the end of the day, like that's like in a perfect world, right? When we're really getting down to the science at the end of the day, you really don't need to eat before you work out, right? You know, it's like, I was like, you know, it's okay to be hungry, you know, and, and we're going to be just fine. And a lot of people like to work out with not an empty ear, not a full stomach, um, so like what Ryan's saying, something small, you definitely don't, for me, I can't eat a, you know, my normal size breakfast. I'm definitely not crushing that before a 6am workout, you know, it's, yep, same here. you know, and, and, and I know some people who've had, um, who, who, yeah, they don't eat and they work out, then they feel really bad. And then you got some people who, if they eat, then they feel, they feel really bad. And so it's really client dependent. Yeah. And if, do you want to eat something? Go for it. If you don't, then don't. Like, I don't think there's a, a tr- like a true yes or no or right or wrong answer. It's really kind of based off the client and what makes you feel like the best going into your workout. I would say though, making sure we get something to eat after the workout or some yeah, type of I think that's more important. after the workout, right? Yeah. I was just going to say that. Muscles, they're not made in the gym. They're made in the recovery. They're made in the sleep. They're made in the nutrition. Mm-hmm. What we do in the gym is we create stress and then we have to yes. give the body the tools to recover. Mm-hmm. So making sure that we are tracking how much protein intake you have going in and making sure that that's done within 30 minutes to two hours, sometime in that time window, depending on what you want to eat or what you want to drink, but make sure that we start that recovery process sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point, Ryan. That's, yeah. I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. whether you eat before or after the, the emphasis is definitely after and especially the proteins and maybe some carbs to help with that recovery and aid in that glucose recovery and, and sugar and stuff, and then getting your, your protein in for sure. Definitely. That's what yeah. I do in the morning when I wake up. If I work out with my husband in the morning, he's mm-hmm. he's a morning person. I am not. And so I'm the evening trainer yeah. here. <laughs> and he'll drag me out of bed at 5.30 in the morning to hit that 6 a.m. workout. And I go with an empty stomach. And I might have a pre-workout maybe if I have time. Um, and then when I get home, I make sure I uh, have a protein shake. That's usually my go-to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just making sure that I add that protein in and mm-hmm. a little bit of extra, maybe an egg. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan mentioned, yeah, something yeah. that will help me feel better, um, during the rest of the day mm-hmm. yeah, and, after that workout. And I know for me, like mm-hmm. after I work out, I'm not really ready to eat like a meal or mm-hmm. maybe a salad. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys have a, a great 
supplement here in the gym that a protein supplement that they can utilize like for me drinking my protein afterwards is mm -hmm. way better than eating like a full meal i can't really eat a big full meal until maybe like an hour or two after my workout so like you know utilizing the thorn supplements that are now in the majority of the orange shoes now um buying you know a clean supplement pr uh, product that like yeah as soon as you walk out the door i know we have a few clients that are using the thorn protein that yeah they have a blender bottle in their bag they fill it up at the water station before they leave they shake it up and they drink it on the way home and it's so much easier to do that than it is to try to like eat something um i remember i used to work out with a guy who would like as soon as he gets done with the workout he'd have like a full rice ball and he would just like crush a rice ball just like white rice all stuck together into a massive <laughs> tennis ball sized big chunk and he would just start chewing it in like an apple and i'm like for me it just like made my stomach hurt i'm like oh there's no way i could do that and so it just for me it's yeah drinking it i'll throw my thorn creatine in it as well because it's you know unflavored and just goes perfect with my protein and that's what i'll do for my workouts and for me uh my routine's a little bit different because i'm usually working i'm training clients that early in the morning but for me i always would have like a thorn whey protein mixed in with my coffee mm -hmm. when i come in in the morning yep. i don't like to eat a lot of solid foods right away when i wake up mm -hmm. so kind of along the same lines of what you said like right after a workout you don't like a lot of solid foods i don't like that when i start my training day right mm -hmm. away so I'll have some protein mixed in with my coffee to start the training day. Mm -hmm. And then if I find myself having a break around like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., then I'll start to eat some whole foods. Yeah. But I just have found with my body that for me what works best is just having just some protein mixed in with the coffee that gets me yep. started in the morning, gives me enough energy to mm -hmm. get going and feel good as I'm training clients yeah. and moving. I don't know when this started, but I've always been like a banana person in the morning. Yeah, and now it's great. just a, it's just a thing I do. Like, I don't even yeah. think about it. It's just like, I grab a banana. So like when I'm driving my way in the morning to the gym at 5 a.m., I'm like, I drink my coffee, I eat my banana. And that usually gets me until my first break. I usually schedule a break in my morning schedule um, around 8 or 8.30, and I take a 30-minute break. And that's when I usually eat. Um, Kelly and I go to Lean Feast every week, and we buy all our meals at Lean Feast. So I do a Lean Feast breakfast, um, two minutes in the microwave. It allows me to send some emails, allows me to do my notes for my, my training clients. And then it's easy for me to eat that and warm it up um, at the gym. So now I'm getting like my proteins, fats, carbs all in that meal. And now, like, my whole morning, everything I've done in the morning, I haven't even had to think about. It was, you know, like you said, some whey protein in my coffee, some, a banana, and then my lean feast. Like, I literally didn't have to think about the f two first things I had to, like, to consume in the morning because they were just kind of outsourced for me. And it's made my morning so efficient and so easy. So I think we answered that one pretty well, huh? Let's let, let's let the clients tell us that or not. You guys didn't answer that right. Um, all right. Here we go. So what's more effective? Three one-hour workouts every other day. So kind of like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine. So three one-hour workouts every other day of the week or five 30-minute workouts five days a week. Are we hanging out in the little min in the minutia here a little bit with this question? I think both can yeah. be effective. Um, I have clients that do both. Um, if I were to give a preference, I would love to see somebody five days a week um, for 30 minutes. I like it for I, the habit. I like it for I, that reason. And that's, yeah. that's solely what I would say based off of it. Not like any um, magic that goes into the programming of it, mm -hmm. but just the fact of that if they're going to come see me, I know the night prior they're probably going to be better on their recovery. They're mm, probably not going to drink that. as much alcohol. Yep. They're probably going to sleep a little bit better. Um, so I think just getting into that routine of this is just a part of my life yep. and it just it happens every weekday is great. Um, I think sometimes 
what some clients might run into at the risk of doing the, the three one hours is they might have a really hard workout, but then feel like they need, they can reward themselves later in the night mm. with a bad night in nutrition. Maybe they're, you know, eating more calories than what they need to, or drinking more, mm -hmm. um, because they're like, well, I just had a really tough workout today. I deserve this. And then they know they have the next day to recover from it. Um, whereas I just think like in terms of the habit, having them consistently seeing them consistently and then just being willing with the programming to adapt though because if mm -hmm. you're seeing them every day you're definitely going to see them on some days that you might have a workout plan that's tougher more upper body or more lower body and they might come in and you're just like you're not moving great today do we just need to have like a flexibility mobility recovery day um and being able to adjust to where they're at because you're just seeing them more often mm -hmm. yep. i have to agree with that definitely i like the five day a week uh, workout just because you can change around the programming and focus on different areas every mm -hmm. day too. And I feel personally when I do five days a week, I don't feel as sore because I'm not going super hard for that one hour, three times a week where I feel like I need a rest day. Mm -hmm. So by doing five days a week for a shorter workout, um, it, I, I feel like my recovery has gone quicker and I can just change around what I do. And mm -hmm. so I take that same approach with my clients too, where mm -hmm. yeah, we can change upper lower can focus on all legs one day all arms all core mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I and I think too it's like you know it all depends too on our schedules I know a lot of our clients are pretty like their schedules are pretty crazy so like one week yeah you might get in for five 30 minute PTs but the next week because you got some meetings well now that next week might look like an hour Monday an hour Tuesday and an hour Thursday that's cool like that's awesome like like Ryan was saying, it's not the, the, the benefit isn't in the time domain. It isn't in 30 or like, you know, it's not saying 30 minutes is better or worse than one hour. It's not in the programming. It's not in how many more can I do of this? And because I have an hour compared to 30 minutes, it's more so of just the habit of you moving your body every single week and how that looks doesn't matter, but it's just, you're, you're being that you're the type of person that gets to the gym as many times as I possibly can in that week that one fits like my goals, but fits my budget as well. Um, and then if you can't make it to the gym, no sweat, right? Like you still got like so much awesome stuff you could do at home. Like just si simply going out for a 30 to an hour walk is going to be huge, right? You're living the mantra of I do something instead of nothing. And um, some weeks may not work out as well as you want them to when it comes to like your perfect workout week. And that's okay. Because like I said earlier, like this is a lifelong journey, not just a month journey or six month journey. It doesn't really matter. You just like getting your workouts in, enjoying the process and making it work for your schedule. And what I would say is I, I love what Mallory said, how she feels better um, mm -hmm. when she does it more often. We, we know that recovery happens best um, when there's blood flow to the muscles, mm -hmm. right? So like, even if you're doing the three hours, splitting them apart during the week, the Monday, the Wednesday, the Friday, if you really want to feel your best, Tuesday and Thursday, you should still be active. Yeah, do something. Like if, I, if you have a Fitbit on, it should still show that you were moving around for that day. You know, maybe it's something different. Maybe it's at home cleaning out the garage or raking the yard or whatever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, but you shouldn't be just being very, very sedentary that day between because you're not doing your body any favor when it comes to recovery then. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said, like, mowing the lawn, cleaning out the garage, like those are all forms of activity. And I think a lot of times our clients look over that stuff like, oh, I wasn't in the gym, so I didn't do anything today. It's like, no, like 
you took the kids to the park and you yeah. ran around and threw the football around and threw the frisbee and then you came home and you cleaned out the garage and then you did the push mower and you mowed the lawn like that's a lot of activity mm -hmm. and that's a lot of more a lot more activity than a lot of people are getting in your day and yeah. that's a huge win like sometimes i like to break it out did i sweat today i'll ask myself like did i do something that was at least physical enough for me to break a sweat did I sweat today? And yep. uh, like, did I check the box? Yep. Like some days I have to like be, you know, us as trainers, our jobs are very demanding. Sometimes I forget that like by Thursday, I'm like exhausted. I'm like, man, like I feel like, and I think about my workouts I've done this week. I'm like, man, I, I really I haven't really like, I haven't really like done any crazy hard workouts this week. Why am I so exhausted? And I forget like us as trainers, we're on our feet all day. Like, yeah. and we're, mm -hmm. we're demoing movements. Like how many burpees, how many renegade rows, how many box jumps, how many deadlifts am I doing on a consistent basis that I'm not even giving myself credit for. And exactly. then I'm like, oh no, you just had a crazy week training. You, there was a trainer out of the gym. You were pulling doubles all week this week. You were doing so much more. And then sometimes I gotta realize like, I gotta be nice to myself. And same goes for anyone listening to this. Like sometimes you just gotta realize that like, that week that you had that you're just tired it's okay like don't beat yourself up like you'll get back and you'll get back to your normal like hitting your workouts hard next week maybe you just had a crazy stressful week at work and the kids were home from school because they were sick and so that threw your whole week off and you know like you're just really stressed out you weren't sleeping well or whatever and sometimes we tend to beat ourselves up because we you know had to we canceled a workout because we weren't feeling up to it or whatever and it, it, that's just going to be life and you're going to get right back on it the next week and like Ryan was saying, like those five days, if you're coming in five days a week, and um, our trainer Sean always like explains this to people where like sometimes they'll do a repeat workout that they have done previously in the past, but they don't beat their score and they feel like they should have beat their score. But Sean's like, guess what? You know, like that's okay. You got a, at the end of the day, you got a great workout today. So whether you beat your score from three months ago or not, you still got an awesome workout today. You moved your body, that's a win. So don't really worry about that score. But secondly, when you did this workout three months ago, you might've done it on a day that you were feeling amazing like that you, your body was feeling great. You had awesome sleep. You were hydrated. You were fueled properly. You had minimal stress that week. So you came in and really gave it a solid effort in your workout. But today when we redid it, you've already told me that you've had a, it's a Thursday you've already had a really bad week. You know, like you haven't really been sleeping well. You were just coming off a cold last week. And, um, and now if we're only solely focusing on that score of the workout, we look at ourselves as failures. I was like, no, you just hit this workout on one of those workout days that happens to be just not a good workout day. And now whether it's good or bad is, is you know, it's, that's not, that's like we don't really need to judge a workout whether it's good or bad. It's just, hey, I moved my body today. And that's the win, not hanging out and whether I beat my score or I lift the same amount of weight or whatever. It's just got to win. Like Sean always says, on any five days of working out, one, you're going to feel amazing, one, you're going to feel miserable, and then three are just going to be like, eh, that was a good workout, but it wasn't like stellar or it wasn't bad either. And when we start thinking about that, like, oh yeah, I'm not, not every time I come to the gym, it's going to be like, you know, blowing the socks off this workout. It's just going to be like, Hey, and that's what your trainer's there for. We're like, Ryan was saying, Hey, you know what? It seems like you're like not really feeling this. Like, would you be, would you benefit more from like a stretching workout today? Oh yeah, that would be great. And then you put them through a great yoga flow, get them some stretches and they feel amazing. And then you show up to the next day and now they're ready to get after it. Yeah. And that's where that communication comes in with your trainer and just letting them know like, Hey, I am just not feeling it today. And so that's what like a five day workout week might look like compared to a three in a one hour, you know? So, and that's, that's one of the benefits to working with the trainer too. Like if I have a client coming in and always the first question I ask is like, how are you feeling today? How's your body feeling? Are you feeling sore from another workout? If you tell me like, Hey, yeah, I am feeling beat down. Mm -hmm. Like that, that trainer that has the program prepared for you, they're ready to adapt to you yes. right away. 
Whereas if you're, you're following something online, you know, you're not going to have those modifications ready on hand. So hopefully you know what to do, but, um, having a trained professional there that can just on the fly be like, all right, this is what we're going to do instead. Cause I know the plan of what we have going forward and I can modify that another day we can hit the things we are going to, we're going to hit today, Friday this week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not any one workout gets you results. So, you know, taking a stretch day and not lifting that day is not going to be the reason why you don't achieve your one rep max or, you know, set a new record. That's not it. Yeah. And another thing to think about too, when we do talk about maybe like a one rep max or strength is a muscle that's too short or one that's overstretched, neither are strong, Mm -hmm. right? Like muscles operate when they can fully contract and fully relax. So like if you are tight, like maybe we do need to stretch and that is going to help you be stronger in the future Mm -hmm. because it's going to help you move better. It's going to help you you recover better, recover better, transfer energy better. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's like a big, you're looking like a a big mindset where you're working out your goals, right? It's not that specific day or whatever. Perfect. All right. Um, next question who we got here. What, um, Oh, good. like a supplement one here. All right. So what safe supplements can I take to increase muscle size? What about, and what about supplements for strength? I can start with creatine. That's Mm -hmm. one of my, um, that's one of my go-tos. I add that to my protein shake, um, every day. And I also do collagen as well. Um, but as far as muscle growth would be creatine. Um, I also take beta alanine as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that one kind of helps along with my workout, but the creatine will go all day. So as long as, um, you are consistent with it. So I do my five grams every day mm-hmm. and my protein shake and it's easy peasy. And I, I feel like I am making progress and seeing, um, more results that mm-hmm. way. I would say the supplement itself is not what is gonna cause the hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. That's true. The, the effort, <laughs> the load, the volume, the amount of reps and the amount of weight that you're lifting, that is what's going to cause you yeah. to grow. Your hard work. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can take a supplement and not be putting in hard work and you're not going to see muscle growth. What? Right? Um, so you have blasphemy, right? Yeah, right. So first the hard work easy. comes in. Second, the nutrition's got to be there. If you're supplementing with protein or creatine, but your nutrition's off, yes. you're not supplementing. Supplementing <laughs> means that we're, you know, we're on top up, of what up, you're already above getting above and beyond. Right. Um, your sleep. If you're not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. Sleeping, you got to think like your anabolic hormones, they're made when you're sleeping, right? So if you're cutting out your sleep, you're not getting into that deep sleep cycles. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be producing as much growth factor. You're not going to be producing as much testosterone. Recovering. It's yeah. Just, so like get the sleep on, get the sleep right, get the nutrition right. Um, for me, things that I take, I take creatine as well. Um, creatine, it lets you use those anaerobic energy sources for longer so when we lift heavy weights you can do it for longer Mm -hmm. um so you can get more volume so more work performed same thing with beta alanine it helps flush out the lactic acid Mm -hmm. more work performed during the workout leads to muscle growth Mm -hmm. and then afterwards having whey protein Mm -hmm. whey protein or amino acids or just something with maybe like a leucine source Mm -hmm. that helps that recovery process start Mm -hmm. um so sleep get your nutrition right, then supplement. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, I take creatine, I take whey protein, I take beta alanine before my workout, mm-hmm. and I take omegas for mm-hmm. my joints. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's a big thing to say about talk about with, with supplements is like don't start supplementing unless you have the other areas of your life kind of like squared exactly. away. You know, like supplements do not make up for bad sleep. Supplements don't make up for uh, a Culver's McDonald's diet. Supplements don't make up for you working out once every uh, 14 days. You know, it's not the supplements. It's your hard work. Can you get results and not take any supplements? Yes. Like, but if it's, it's, uh, but if you're trying to get to the next level and everything else is like dialed in and you're doing it pretty consistently, that 80, 20, now, yes, the supplements can definitely help and get you moving a little bit quicker or, um, faster recovery and, you know, and help you get to that maybe next breakthrough, that plateau that you feel like you might be hanging out in. Um, but yeah, like with that, when it says clean or any safe supplements and that's, and that's a good thing to point out with like the safe supplements, there is a lot, you know, the supplement, <coughs> excuse me, the supplement industry is very unregulated. Um, and that's why we have partnered with Orange Shoe. We've partnered with Thorn Nutrition. They're um, they're a very reputable brand out there that I will consider very safe. Um, and a lot of places do, you know, when it comes to like Harvard does a lot of studies with them, the Mayo Clinic, um, they're used by a lot of sports teams because they're tested for, you know, illegal supplements. So the athletes can take them safely without, you know, um, uh, popping hot for like a steroid or something like that and getting them disqualified, um, in their sport. So when it comes to like a clean, reputable supplement, you know, the ones that we, Thor Nutrition that we've partnered with here at Orange Shoe is going to be about one of the cleanest, reputable ones you're going to find on the market today when it comes with that. And um, I know all the Orange Shoes are carrying the ways, they're carrying the vegan protein, they're carrying the creatine. Um, they do have some of the beta on there as well. Um, so all the stuff that we're talking about that your trainers are taking, um, it, it isn't a secret why your trainers are fit. They're not taking some secret magic sauce. You guys ever seen uh, Space Jam, the first yes. one where they drink the water <laughs> on the sidelines to think that they're like, it's like some super duper water. And then they come out in the second half and they kick ass, but they realize <laughs> like they were told it was something else, but it's actually just water. It was yeah. all like a placebo effect. Um, the trainers are not taking any crazy supplement that, um, that's getting them an X result um, that we're not telling you guys. <laughs> um, it's right here on the shelf right behind me here in the downtown location. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not the supplements. It's definitely – I had a cousin once who um, thought that taking protein was going to get him stronger. Um, he was taking like a mass builder protein shake. but had a really a lot of high calories as well. And um, he wasn't working out. <laughs> and I saw him uh, – I don't know how much time had passed, three, six months, and he put on a lot of weight. And I was like, hey, man, I thought you were, like, working out, like, and trying to get in shape. Oh, man, yeah, I've been taking this, like, mass builder protein shake. I go, but are you, are you exercising or anything? Like, oh, no, 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 I'm not lifting weights or anything. Like, isn't this what the protein should be doing? Like, getting me stronger? I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know what GNC employee sold you that got you here thinking that this is all you had to take. And he was just highly confused, right? And that's another thing with supplements is asking somebody like your trainer who has more information and understands the supplement world. Um, because yeah, I think a lot of people are very ill-informed when it comes around supplements and they think you just take it and voila, six pack city, here I come and like <laughs> sun's out, guns out just because I'm taking this supplement. Um, that's just, you know, that's just not the case. But I did read an interesting study though. They did do a study about um, people taking steroids and, uh, <laughs> um, and Ryan, you know who I think asked that question about the supplements and steroids and yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, 
they did a study with steroids and they said, Hey, if somebody just takes steroids and doesn't work out, how much lean muscle mass do they gain in X, Y, and Z in the, the, you know, their one rep max and all that stuff, what happens compared to somebody who then takes steroids and then also work out. And it was pretty interesting. Um, obviously the person who took steroids and worked out saw a much greater, um, benefit on when it comes to like their one rep maxes and the size of their muscles and things like that. Obviously they're stressing their muscles and their, those steroids at the end of the day, guys like steroids, they do get you fitter and stronger, but it's more about the recovery aspect people who take steroids are able to work out harder and longer because they can recover in a split second. Like they could go to bed, wake up and then hit their maxes again the next day. That's where the, really the results lie. But the, I found it interesting that the people that took the steroid without working out actually saw some really good increases by doing absolutely nothing. And it was actually pretty impressive. Like how much lean muscle mass they put on their body, how their like one rep maxes went up without them working out. Um, so I found that pretty interesting as well. It wasn't as great, but it was still something. Um, but that's again, a steroid and not, you know, taking some whey protein. So, but I thought that was interesting. There's a lot of really interesting studies out there when it comes to like supplements and, um, things like that, that I kind of like geek out on. I like, I, <laughs> I, I subscribe to like, um, a newsletter that I get every month. It's like $6 a month. And it usually comes with three studies that are current in, in the fitness world when it comes to nutrition and, um, like supplements and just exercise in general and weight loss. And it's been really fun to kind of read and, and nerd out on some of that stuff. One thing I'd say, uh, just going back to the thorn supplements, one thing that's really cool is that they will send you research on the supplements that all oh, that is really cool. They have their, I think it's called their daily five. Oh, it's a podcast that, as well. Yeah. yeah that, yep. they, that they send out. It's like a little newsletter that I get as an email and they'll just have studies using their actual supplements. So like if I know I'm taking the beta alanine, all of a sudden I see a study come across with people using their supplement, the beta alanine, and I'll read it. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, more uh, validation in what we're, we're serving to our clients and what mm -hmm. I'm taking myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always good to be informed. Yeah. If you're exactly. ever somebody taking a supplement, it's always good to ask those questions and become informed. Don't just take it blindly because your cousin told you to take it because that's how they look really good in a bikini. Like, get informed on the supplement, you know, and, and what it is that you're actually putting in your body because um, there is a lot of, like, bad stuff that you really probably shouldn't be taking. Um, next question. How do you help me reach my goals with such a variety of workouts? I get this all the time as well. Um, when it comes to questions about like, you know, people achieving their goals and they're like, wow, I feel like I haven't done the same workout since I've joined orange and I've been here for six months. Like, you know, how do you guys, uh, what do you think the secret sauce is there? How do people get results and do crazy different workouts all the time? I can go ahead and answer that one first. Um, yeah, there really isn't a secret. It's um, just showing up to the gym and moving. If No secret is the secret? No secret is the secret. That is correct. Um, <laughs> if you spend a majority of your day sitting at a desk and then you come into the gym, you're moving and you're not just going home and sitting on the couch then. like You are moving your body and um, whether we do the same exact workout every single day or we do a different one every day, um, it doesn't really matter. You're still moving your body and you're getting results. Um, if you do have specific goals, though, we will um, try to focus on those when we uh, create our programming. But in general, I mean, that's not a it's not a secret. <laughs> we program to keep you moving. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a variety of workouts. There's mm -hmm. there's a lot of answers to this. Um, to get a variety of workouts, sometimes it's just like an experienced trainer that's trained with a lot of other trainers. You know, we pick up the bits that we like here and there um it can be we're doing actually the same movements as what you did the prior week but maybe i'm placing the load on your body different or i'm having you move in different planes of motion 
right? So like one week we could be doing a lunge and then the next week we're doing a lunge to a high knee with a twist. Still doing a lunge, still working on balance, just switching, you know, maybe the tool that we're using, maybe we're using cables, maybe we're using medicine balls. Um, and just making it a little bit different there so it keeps you engaged, keeps it fun. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I would say the variety is just for us as exercise professionals having a large library of exercises we can do and being able to tailor that based off like what you need and what we think you'll enjoy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times too it's, you know, understanding that like, I, for me I think it's like a, a well, like a fully trained body is a strong body. And what I mean by that is being able to move in all different planes of motion, mm -hmm. you know, um, not only training in the frontal plane, but like training in all the different planes. Are we moving laterally? Um, you know, a lot of times people are really surprised that, whoa, my back squat went up and we haven't back squatted in three months. How did that happen? Well, we've done what I've noticed as a professional when we've been working with you is that you had a very big discrepancy between your left and right limbs and you had really weak glutes. So that's why we've been doing a lot more glute focused work and we've been doing a lot of single leg work. We've been having you do some step ups. We've been doing a lot of lunging um, and if you and Bulgarian split squats. Bulgarian split squats. That's going back to like one of least favorite exercises. Yeah. I hate that one, but I love it. It is such a potent, awesome single leg movement that, I mean, I think there's like not like, if I had to like rank like move, like some of the, my favorite movements in the gym for like results and like just best movements, I think Bulgarian split squats would be one of the top five, 10 maybe. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one of those that like when I'm doing them, I'm hating my life, but I love the, the result from them. But yeah, getting back to the main question is like, you know, we can, when you, that's the benefit of working with a trainer is they have that knowledge of understanding that we can still get you stronger in a specific movement without ever actually doing that specific movement. We could get better at doing, get better at deadlifting by not necessarily deadlifting, but doing a lot of different variations of pulling from the floor. Um, that doesn't look like a barbell deadlift, or we could get better at squatting by doing a lot of single leg movements, get better at squatting by strengthening our core, you know, getting our better at squatting at increasing the mobility in our ankles. How the hell did I get stronger at squatting by increasing the mobility of my ankles? Understanding that the ankles play a big role in our squat form and making sure our body is distributing our power through our feet properly. Um, we're not rocking into our toes and losing our balance and that's because now we're not able to squat as much weight, right? And so there's so much as, a, as an experienced trainer is gonna understand, they might realize that the limiting factor isn't necessarily the person's strength, but it's their, their mobility and their range of motion or their core strength. And so I think that's where a lot of variation comes in to where like we're getting a lot of results with a lot of people and they're like, wow, like I've done been doing so much different stuff, but I'm getting stronger at all these things that I don't really feel like I'm doing a lot of. And I think that's almost like a little bit of the secret as well. And, um, and that's why I do like I always tell my clients, like I always love these questions and that's why I've like, started this podcast or this, like this segment of the podcast, because I, I always love when my clients, um, ask these questions. And that's going back to question number one of like what satisfies you the most of working is when clients ask me questions. I love that. Like I love when someone asks me like, why am I doing this movement? How is it going to benefit me? Or, Hey, why, why did you structure it this way? Or, Hey, why did in the middle of the workout, did you cut the reps down from eight to five? Like, what did you see in me and why did you cut it down? Or, Hey, why did you add weight that last set? Like, I love those questions. And I think every trainer loves those questions. Like, I think you guys would love if your trainer, like your clients asked you more questions about what's in the whys of why mm -hmm. we're doing things. Because that for me, this shows you're invested and that you really care. But I feel like also when you know the what's in the whys, it 
allows you to focus a little bit better and you're actually going to get more results because now you're going to train a little bit harder because you now know why this movement is benefiting you. If I'm making somebody do Bulgarian split squats and they don't know why I'm making them do them, they may not be as bought into them as much as they would be if I told them X, Y's and Z's of why they're doing it. And then they're like, oh, you're telling me this is going to get me better at my one rep max squat. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Let's do them more. Yeah. You know? And so I love those questions. I think, uh, touching back on something you were talking about previous too, um, how you can get stronger in the squat without even squatting. Mm-hmm. That also like how people can get better at, I don't know, playing golf, doing any other like sport based on yes. what they're doing in the gym here. Like we can work the same muscles. We can also have you work in planes of motion that you don't normally work in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so golf, for instance, that's, you don't switch hit. You always hit from one side to the other. What's that mean? You're probably going to be tight in your rotation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So T-spine rotation side to side could look very different. It usually does for my golfers. So like, although it's be making them more efficient in their golf swing, it's also putting them at a lot greater risk to injury mm-hmm. and other things that they're doing. Um, so making sure that like, hey, I know you do this movement all the time. Maybe we can do it in a different way or let's, let's work the other side and make sure that there's not a big asymmetry. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Also, it's like, yeah, like the whole, training the full body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're hanging out in this range of motion all the time, like for a lot of our clients, they have the desk jobs. Yeah. So I'm always trying to reverse the side effects of like shoulders forward, mm-hmm. you know, the rounded thoracic spine. So doing a lot of like upper back work, crossover symmetry bands that we have at the gym, things like that to strengthen in the, the postural muscles and get out of so much flexion. You know, think about a lot of people run into like um, tennis elbow and things like that because they're in flexion all the time. They're flexion Shipping. at their keyboards their flexion when they're doing um, you know, other stuff with their hands or if they play like I know pickleball has exploded I feel like every one of our clients is like on a pickleball uh, league right now and they're playing pickleball so now they're like swinging a paddle oh, you yeah. know all the time and so they're getting this elbow and it's like so as much time we're spending in flexion we got to get into extension um, so if we, if we want to push off, you know, those elbow injuries or, um, getting into carpal tunnel and things like that with keyboards. Um, so I'm always wondering too, that's why those, like always, when we do consults with clients, we always ask like, Hey, what is your job? What does your job look like? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Because that also informs us and helps us on, uh, develop your program as well. Because if we're seated for eight to 12 hours a day, you know, we know that there's going to be some definite muscle groups that are going to be very, very tight and that we may have to do certain things when it comes to modifying things from deadlifting and things like that to make sure that we're putting you in a good position to deadlift to squat if you have a really tight low back and stuff like that so yeah all right guys well we'll wrap it up with uh last two questions here um one for mallory one for ryan there are fun ones here mallory what is the most scary thing for you and i don't know what this index means i've got a feeling that the client has more um details than i do about this <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to find out but for me i think the scariest thing for me is not doing something I'm scared of. I mm. try to always push myself to do something that I'm afraid to try because if I don't do it, I feel like I regret it more by not doing it than doing it. Um, I can't think of a time where I was like really afraid to do something and then I did it and I I regretted it. Mm -hmm. I have always tried to take that plunge. Um, Mm -hmm. So especially into adulthood where, you know, it's like, oh, I might hurt myself. I, you know, Mm -hmm. have... All right, Mike, I can't afford this or whatever if it's that trip or, you know, like going bungee jumping or something. It's like, I'm going to try it because mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. So no, I love that. Yeah. So I, I, I think, yeah, the scariest thing is to not do what I'm scared of. Oh, I love that. 
All right, Ryan, here's your specific question. If you could only eat one thing the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, this is a really cruel question because <laughs> I love a lot of different food. It um, seems like torture almost. Yeah, it does. But uh, the answer for the staple at our house is nachos, um, just because you can totally switch which protein source you want. Maybe I'm going to put pork on it one day, chicken on it another day. We we like to have a big garden at our house. Katie does a really good job with that. And we have a greenhouse too. Um, so we'll chop up fresh, fresh vegetables from the garden. And you can even switch up like the base of what you want mm -hmm. for your nachos too, right? It doesn't need to be chips. Like you could do nachos on eggplant. Mm -hmm. We've done that before. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do nachos where you just use, uh, you like, put a whole giant bed of like spinach on the bottom mm. and then load things on top of there. So I'd say that, um, just knowing it's going to give me some variety yeah. in my one food that I'm restricted yeah. to. Yeah. Like we were kind of talking about this beforehand. I said like a salad, cause I feel like yeah. the same reasons what Ryan just said, you could switch it up and you could have so many different types of salads, fruit salad and you know, like egg salad. And you could just like really get expansive with what you could do with a salad. So you could pot potentially almost eat that for the rest of your life. But I think anything else, if it was like pizza or cinnamon rolls or whatever, you would just get really sick of it. It would just be more of torture than anything. So, well, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for um, hopping on the podcast with me today. I'm sure your clients are excited to listen to this. Um, and, uh, yeah, there are some really, really good um, questions here. And I just um, appreciate your guys' uh, your professional insight on some of these, um, uh, these questions. And um, at the end of the day, clients keep asking questions keep keep bringing up more questions i would love to have ryan reach back out to me like hey tom i got another like 20 let's do another episode like we got some really really good questions so ask your trainers questions um they love the questions and the more you know about what you're doing and the what's and the why's it's just only going to benefit you so um thanks guys thanks ryan thanks mallory uh, thank you tom. for thank joining you. me today yeah thank you as always thank you so much for listening everybody i really appreciate every listen that i get with that being said, if you have any feedback or any questions you would like answered on future episodes, please use the link in the bio above to submit me a quick little voice message you could do right from your phone. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much again for listening and have a great rest of your day.